Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chide Jacob, and I'm here by the grace of God today, enabled by the Holy Spirit, to share with you today's episode of our ongoing everyday fellowship with the Word. Today, I'm going to begin a little bit of teaching, so I encourage you to grab your Bible. It is very important that the things we say, people read it by themselves in the scriptures. I remember one Sunday at the end of the service, I was uh, that service, I was teaching on the fact that God does not tempt any man. God does not tempt any man. And at the end of the service, one of our brothers came to me and said, Pastor, you know, that thing you said, if you did not show us in the scripture, I was never going to believe you. He said, why? Because he said, all my life, I have also always believed that God, you know, would try to try our faith and tempt us here and there. And, and that is why when people get into problems, they get into problems caused by their own decisions or by environmental factors around them or, um, you know, things that they have projected out of themselves or the devil playing trick on them. They blame it that it is God that is tempting you. Let me just tell you, everything that we needed to do was done on the body of Christ and was done in Christ. Why would God tempt you? Didn't they say God knows the beginning from the end? Why will he tempt you knowing that you're going to fail? The Bible makes it clearly that God tempts no man. But, and that's what he has believed all his life. And that's what teaching and church is supposed to be. When we come, we get clarity. Because the enemy can be playing tricks on somebody and then the person is thinking that your problem is coming from God. The Bible says there's no shadow of evil. There's no darkness in God at all, at all. And so it has always been my passion to explain the scriptures, not just to explain it, but also that is why those who are in church will notice I never teach until I show the scriptures on the board so that everybody can read along. So I encourage you. You can use any uh, version or translation that you have. But for, don't forget, I use primarily the Passion Translation. And the reason I use it is because it's more explanatory. But the truth remains the same. Praise God. Amen and amen and amen. Okay. And so this morning, I'm going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 and I'm going to be reading Colossians chapter 1 verses 26 to 29. Colossians 1 26 to 28 is what we read last Sunday and I'm going to explain that more. Now please hear me out. The reason I'm reading this scripture this morning is that we are dissecting and trying to open up our heart to understand when we say the glory is here. What exactly is that glory? And then we began to talk about foundations that we must, you must come to a place where your faith is rested. The, the, the writer of Hebrews says, we labor to enter into his rest. That labor there is not physical work. That labor is that we labor through unbelief to come to a place of belief. Let me say that again. When the Bible says we labor to come into rest. It is not physical labor that you may rest. Like we say, oh, go and do all the chores that you need to do. Wash the plate, clean the house, do all that stuff. Then you cannot come and get rest. No, that's not the, that's not what that place means. 
what it means that we labor through unbelief that is we fight through because sometimes these things doesn't look real right in the human sense so we fight through unbelief to come to the place of believing and that believing gives us rest i explained to you you must have your foundation where your faith is established and whatever that foundation is you will know is correct because it does not depend on you it does not depend on what you have done it doesn't depend on what you can do it doesn't depend on how much you have it doesn't depend on on what you have what you don't have it doesn't depend on your effort it must be christ for christ must be our foundation apostle paul says he says as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and that foundation is christ he now said any man who builds let him be careful how he builds now why am i reading this scripture this morning i want to point to you the mindset of brother paul the apostle he knew that everything he did was not him but it was the one in him and i want to let you because i've told you that this glory is zero percent man hundred percent god zero percent uh human effort hundred percent the holy spirit Brother Paul knew that everything he did, that was his mindset. He knew that everything he did, he labored, he did a lot of works, but he knew it was not in him. It was the one in him. Praise God. It was not him. And so if we also start to realize, because what that does is that it lets us go off human struggling, like you're struggling to make your life better, make your life perfect, and then you start to relax and trust the one in you to work things out for you. Like as I said to people, yes, we walk. The Holy Spirit is going to use my leg, my hand. I may I may have to preach four or five times a day. I may have to travel. I may have to pray for people. But but I have to realize that everything I do comes from the one in me. It's not by my own initiative or my own power. Which power I get? I have none, right? But I have everything because I have the Holy Ghost in me. Praise God. So that was the consciousness always in the mind of Brother Paul the apostle and that's what i want to show you this morning because listen to me carefully even in ministry i was telling one of our pastors last sunday even in ministry there's too much of man people will tell you oh i did this oh i did that oh you know i paid this price i did that no that's okay that's okay there's no problem don't forget we are not saying good or bad we're saying that that was an old glory right the glory driven by man the glory that was only on the face of moses but the new glory that is here is spirit-driven. Is spirit-driven. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. One day, I was in church. In fact, it has happened twice. I was in church. I was preaching on a Sunday, just Sunday service. I was preaching. I didn't tell people to come out. and You know how we used to do to come out to give your life to Christ or do all that stuff. At the end of the service, a young man who I never knew came to me and said to me, Pastor, say, we say, I just, in his own time, you understand, in his own time, he said, Pastor, I just gave my life to Christ. He was seated on the chair. I didn't make an altar call. Now, I'm not saying doing those things is bad. I just want to tell you that there's too much, there's a difference when man is driving things from when the Spirit of God is driving things. Praise God. Right? And said, he said, and the, and the message that day was not about 
how we used to say before, give your life to Christ or receive Christ. I was teaching on something else. I can't remember what I was teaching. At the end, this guy came to me. He said, Pastor, I just gave my heart to the, to the Lord. I said, how? I said, how? How do you know? He said, he said, he said, as you were preaching, I was just overwhelmed with, he said, I was literally crying where I was sitting. And this is a young man, right? Of course, he has, I don't want to say denomination so that you don't, you know, think this about denomination. He was coming from a denomination that does not believe in those kind of stuff, right? He was born in a certain uh, denomination, right? And he said, I gave my heart to the Lord. I said, how do you know? He said, this place, a pastor, I can't explain, but says I was just overwhelmed and I cried all throughout. I just knew that I had to say something or do something. Praise God. That's when, so you see, I cannot wake up and say, well, it was me that did it. Oh, it was because I made an attack or no. It was the spirit of God at work. I also remember another day I was teaching at that time. We used to have services on Friday, a Bible study. It was a Bible study. I wasn't praying for healing. I wasn't uh, talking about healing the sick. I was teaching a Bible study, just Bible study, what you will call ordinary Bible study. But there's no ordinary teaching, you know that, right? But I'm just saying there was nothing dramatic about it. We were just teaching Bible study. At the end of it all, somebody came to me and said, Pastor, I have suffered with Osa as long as I can remember. But I got healed as you were teaching. I again I asked, but how do you know? How do you know? He said, Pastor, each time I have this, I feel I feel like I have this wound right inside of my stomach. Now, let me tell you what happened. As I was teaching, my eyes went on him. I knew that something was happening with this person, but I didn't know exactly what it was. You remember where Brother Paul said, the Bible said, he looked at this young man and perceived that he had faith. I just knew, I just knew that as I was teaching, I knew that something was going on with him, but I had no idea what it was because there was a, a, a different rapt attention that he had. I said, so how do you know that you got healed? He said, Pastor, as you were teaching, it's like a hand that just, just from, like from the top of my head, it's like an ice just went through my body. And that place, I had a different sensation in that place. Praise God. Amen and amen. Now, see, I cannot say it was because I prayed for him. I cannot say it was because, no, now listen to me, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying praying for people is bad. I, I pray for people. I'm not saying organizing programs for healing is bad. No, 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 no. All that is good. But don't forget, we're supposed to go from one level of glory to another. The thing that is significant about this is that when you see mighty things happen, in your life around you, God walking through you. The only thing you can say is that this is happening because God is good. Period. It's not because you struggled, you labored, you fought, you do this and this. No, the, even you, you will not say that if it was about you, nothing was going to happen. Of course, the Spirit of God works in us and through us. But I want us to start to retool our mind, right? To hold on to more of what the Spirit has to offer than what man has to offer. That's what I'm leading you into by the Spirit of God. To hold more on Him than we hold on ourselves. So, let me tell you, let me give you this picture that Apostle Paul was trying to paint. This was always in his mind. And then tomorrow, because of time, tomorrow I will talk more on what this glory is. Praise God. But don't forget what we're expecting, what we are looking forward to, what we have come into is 
the move of the spirit when things are happening all over the place everyone who hears it will know that indeed this is the sovereign act of god this is not about what man has done of course man is trying we acknowledge that but to move things forward we really need that to be 100 percent spirit so first corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 i read the tpt brother paul says by god's amazing grace he says, but God's amazing grace has made me who I am. First of all, what is it that made me who I am? Brother Paul said, he said, it's God's amazing grace. Have you seen what I'm telling you? He says, I am who I am. He said, but how? It's God's amazing grace. That means if I did good, it's because of God's grace. If I prayed for somebody, the person God's, God healed, it's because of God's grace. If I preach the gospel and it's touching people, it's because of God's grace. It's not because of me. I have nothing on my own to offer. But Brother Paul says, but God's amazing grace has made me who I am. And he said, and his grace to me was not fruitless. This grace has produced a lot of fruit. He says, in fact, just look at that. In fact, I worked harder than all the rest right he started to sound like other people sound just but notice the difference here he says in fact i worked harder so in other words this god's grace did not make me lazy this god's grace produced a lot of fruit through my heart through my hand and if he said in fact i brother paul i worked harder than all the rest of the other apostles when he says when he says i work harder than the rest he's talking about the other apostles in fact, I think there are translations that added it. He walked, he said, I walked harder than all the rest of the apostles. But listen to the next line. Yet, not in my own strength, but God's. Not in my own strength. In other words, all this work that you see me do, none of it is by my own strength. For he said here, not yet, not in my own strength, but God's, in other words, God's strength for his empowering grace is poured out on me. Praise God. Have you noticed? Have you noticed it? He said, I worked harder than all the other apostles, but Oga, it is not by my own power. It's not by my own strength. I don't have a righteousness that is my own. Of course, if your righteousness is by your own, that means Christ died in vain, right? Remember, if you could become righteous by doing right things, there was no need for Christ to die. The reason Christ died is because you cannot, you know fit. There's nothing you can do by your own power, right? That can make you perfect. But today we are perfect. It's like what I was teaching last Sunday. I am perfect, but not yet I but because of the one in me, praise God. I am not saying I am perfect because you have done, because I've done everything perfect, because I don't make mistakes. No, I am perfect, but I am perfectly perfect. How? But it is because of the one that is in me. It's the same thing. That means whatever thing I am is by the grace of God. Whatever thing you do, if you believe you are living a happy life, if you believe you are living a righteous life, you have to know it's not by your own effort. But, the opposite is what we were taught. We are taught how to labor so that we can make God happy. You know, do this and do that. In fact, we were being led away by the from the Spirit of God because it was mainly our own effort. They told you that you could please God by your works. So you have to do this if you don't bring people to church, if you don't do this. But you will know the truth. Let me tell you, when this truth, ah, praise God, when the truth is in your heart, 
When the truth makes you happy, when the truth sets you free, I will not force you to tell somebody else. In fact, you will be rushing to look for who to tell. But why did they have to punish us? If what I have is good, I don't need anybody. Nobody is forcing me to sit down here to teach every day going to two years now. God did not come here and say, son, if you don't do it, I will finish you. Like people say, no, there's so much joy to share with people. If what I have is good, is good in my own heart, I will not hide my mouth. I will tell somebody else. I'll be rushing to look for who to tell. But why did they have to force us to bring people? It's because it wasn't working for us. It was not there. So, so if it is good, you will tell somebody else. Guaranteed. That's why I said to people, look, this is not man's work. If you receive something that is working for you, you know that this thing is good. Oh God, you will tell somebody else. I don't have to force you. I don't have to intimidate you. I don't have to do anything. I remember uh, 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 those days how we were told that uh, the reason God has not answered our prayers is because we have not won a soul. You know, so it's like for God to answer me and I have to bribe him to go and win a soul. No, 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 sir. If the message you receive is good, it's healing your heart, it's helping you out. I will not force you to tell somebody else. You will tell somebody else. And that is why. So the same grace that you have received walking is the same that you pass to somebody else. Praise God. Amen. And amen. Let me read another scripture again to point to you, right? To point to you what I was saying. Where brother Paul was saying the same thing again. Colossians chapter 1 verses 26 to 29. Now, because of time, I'm not going to read the whole scripture. I'm just going to read the concluding part. But tomorrow, I need you to read this scripture ahead of time. Colossians chapter 1, 26 to 29. That is the same scripture we read last Sunday. And I will treat it again tomorrow. But just to confirm to you again what I was saying, Brother Paul says, our me- Christ is our message, right? Christ is our message. We preach to awaken heart. So, what is the purpose of my preaching? To awaken your heart. It's not to make the thing be. The thing is already there. It's to awaken your heart. To make your heart. I have said this over and over and I'm beginning to sound like, and I love to repeat, it's fine. This is why the only thing I have, today people call us from all over the place. They say, Pastor, oh, please, you never ask us for money. You never force, but I want to send some money. I say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Of course, you know we need money to do the work, but we never force anybody to give. We never demand anything from anybody. The only thing we have demanded is what? Open hearts, nothing else. Nothing else. Open hearts. That's all we have heard. That's what we have demanded. Ever since I started preaching, this is all I have demanded from man. I've never demanded any work from you. I tell them in church, if this work you are doing, if singing in the choir is a problem for you, stop singing. When we come, we'll clap. But amazingly, people come, they put in the work, they do the work, they clean, they do what we do without anybody, without anybody, never any time have we forced anybody, never any time have we harassed anybody, never any time, it has never happened, we have never intimidated anybody to give or to frighten anybody to say, if you don't do this, God will not do this for you. No, God has made all things available for us. You know why? I have faith not in your effort, but I have faith in the gospel that I preach, that if that gospel will enter your heart, you will do what you're supposed to do. It might take time, but I know it it happens. Praise God. And I've seen that over and over. So look at what Brother Paul says here. Why do I preach? To awaken your heart, 
to make your heart open to what God has already done. And he says to bring every person into what? Full understanding of truth. Your heart is awakened. You grab it, right? And you have a full understanding of this truth. You know what this truth means. Now, I will explain all this tomorrow. But this is the place I wanted to read. He said, it has become my inspiration and the passion in ministry to labor. Again, Brother Paul is talking about his own labor. He says, I labor to preach with tireless intensity, right? With, it tells you how he does it with tireless intensity. But again, look at the next line. What did he say? With his power flowing through me. So he knows that this tireless intensity is not because Paul is a good man. It's not because Paul is a perfect man. It's not because Paul knows how to walk. No, it is because of his power. The power of the one in me flowing through me. That power is what enables me to preach with tireless intensity. I have, I have presented to you today two scriptures to give you the, to show you the mindset of brother Paul. To show you that in all he did, he knew it wasn't me as per me. It was because of the one in me. I am blessed today, not because I was born in Dubai, not because I was born in America. I am blessed today, regardless of where I was born, regardless of whether my who my parents were, who my ancestors were. It doesn't matter. I am blessed today because I am born again of the Spirit. That is what I need to have in my heart. That's what I need to know. That's the only thing I know. I am blessed today, not because of of, of whether my parents are poor, rich, whether, no, I'm blessed because I am born of the Spirit. And whatever is born of the Spirit is blessed. I am born of God. I am blessed. That is it. I am perfect. Why? Because of the one in me. I am blessed. Why? Because of the one in me. I have all things. Why? Because of the one in me. See, that is what faith is. We believe what we are because of the one in us. Brother Paul say, I labor with tireless intensity, but it is according to his power flowing through me. I hope you get the message this morning that every time you hear this message, it brings you more. It removes you from your labor and brings you to more rest. And this rest is not, is not lack of physical activity. Like Paul say here, I labor, but it is resting on the one in you instead of resting on yourself. When you wake up every day resting in the one in you, when you go to bed resting in the one in you, you see more miracles. You see more open doors. You see the power of God. That the, This power of God is not running away from you. That is already present in you. And the Spirit of God is willing to walk in you and through you more than you could ever think or imagine. Okay, let me sign off for today. Don't forget that the glory is here. Help me spread this message. Um, let it be a blessing uh, to as many. Just have them in your heart. Trust that what this message is doing in your heart, it will also do in their heart. The glory is here. And don't forget, this morning, you have been served. Shalom.